0: Today we're here for another episode At the Dean Lovers uh, Podcast It's been a while We've been doing this for some time now But there's still certain topics That we've never ever discussed Yeah, You know it's like The, the more the time goes on you know the, the the awkward it gets. I feel like we've never done anything. Salman, how you doing?
1: alhamdulillah <laughs> rabbil alamin. Um, it's great. I'm doing great.
0: <laughs> how do you feel about the new season, the new summer, the new everything?
1: You know, it's a new season. I feel new. <laughs> <laughs> you feel better. I feel new about everything. It's a new season, and you know, a, a, a new era. A new era. A <laughs> new <laughs> theme. <laughs> a <laughs> new, you know, uh, awakening. And so, Alhamdulillah, we're here for you.
0: Uh, definitely, definitely. And that's what the podcast is really about Talking about the most essential topics that you all need In order to actually grow mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually And that's the idea because Deen Love is all about right Loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Loving each other and loving yourself mm. So many of the different topics that we talk about It has to relate to one of these three categories And today we're talking about loving each other A great component of that And loving Allah and loving yourself there's a place on earth that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed for us to exist to coexist and bring all of those loves in one place mm-hmm. loving allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loving each other and loving un- and loving yourself and that place are the masajid the houses of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to be a heavy topic we're going to dig into it the Masjid, the role the purpose and obviously there's been a lot of attacks on the Masjid, especially if you live in the west and especially if you live in, you know what i mean in the twin cities area in the states or or you know what i mean generally speaking if you live in a non-muslim country and you're a minority a muslim minority you're going to experience some level of you know what i mean uh, attacks and hate against the muslim community and so today we want to be discussing how do we combat some of these things that are happening what is the role of the masjid how can the muslims what type of role do they have in protecting the masjid, in making sure the masjid stay pure and clean out of the a lot of things that have infiltrated the masjid nowadays. So we're going to get into it inshallah, uh, and it should be exciting. Uh, Uthman, you know, growing up the masjid was the most central part of my life as Najib. I remember uh, growing up it was one of the most amazing experiences in life and I think that had among the greatest impact uh, in my life but how, I know you're from San Diego. I don't know the environment there. I've been there twice. Shout out to San Diego brothers and they invited me. I think uh, last summer or the summer before, I can't recall, but it was amazing. I had a great experience. I went there twice. Inshallah. It was an amazing uh, experience. Um, but how was growing up in the San Diego area and the masjid environment over there?
1: Bismillah <laughs> ar-Rahman rahim Alhamdulillah. Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa sallama. Tasliman kathiran amma ba'du. So, for me, as, you know, this is, when you're asking me about my experience, that's subjective. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. And so, you know, being, uh, growing up as a young uh, <clears throat> Muslim, um, I was, as many of, you know, youth are today, unfortunately, and that's, everything's just cultural, you know, you don't have really a strong connection to the masjid, Interesting. Um, Probably, I'll say my middle school era phase. Yeah, you know, I was going to Duxi, and you know, um, honestly, I hated Duxi. Um, Mm. But I made sure, and Alhamdulillah, this is just a tawfiq that Allah gave me. Yeah, that I never made it interchangeable with hating the Quran or Islam. That's a very important point, right? Okay. Because today, a lot of the kids they'll say, "Well, you know, a lot of seeds are placed inside the masjid." Of course. And so they may hate the masjid. They may back connection. Oh yeah. Quran. Everything. And, and everything. Learning it. One package. As well. <laughs> One package. hate. right? Unfortunately, the bundle. The complete. Know, the, the complete package. The, the, the bundle era. <laughs> yeah, this is not trial. <laughs> this is not the trial period. Uh, this guy paid now. He's a oh, full man. member. And so, oh, subhanallah, you know, uh, I never had that sort of like. Um, hatred for us even though even though i practiced it culturally yeah on yeah. and off this and that you of know of course you need something from allah make dua, but yeah, other than that it's like now when i got later on probably in my high school era i started to learn about like tarawih and so it's my That's first time important. learning about tarawih my dad took me to the masjid and so even though i was not that connected to the islam yeah and practicing yeah but the tarawih you know my dad he kind of was like oh this is there pr- is a night prayer is a very long standing i'm like okay so i went there and he kind of challenged me you know to 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 um, to see if i can make it yeah and for me it was like i liked it yeah. there was it was like a special moment at the time of ramadan all no. those things so that's that's when i really started to appreciate and having them the masjid there interesting and the tarawih and then also just you know the the random connections you'll have with people. Yeah. At the time of oh, Ramadan yeah. at nighttime. Oh, yeah. You know it's like a guy that you're always sitting next to. You have conversations with. Oh yeah. And it's kind of like you know you, you grow in relationship and connection there. Yeah. Right. And so Ramadan is an, um, it's an amazing moment to where it can show you what your your life can be in the community. Of course. Right. And so this is how it should be all the time. Okay. Right. And Allah subhanahu wa taala makes it easy for us in that month. So that's my experience as a young person with the masjid, yeah. you know, and also the masjid programs and the facilities and, and the things that the masjid facilitates.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to, you know, the masjid. There's some communities, they have amazing Masajid. You yeah. know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. we're going to be talking about a lot of other angles today. But we want to give credit to a lot of places. I grew up in Rochester, you know, a small city, not really shout too out small. Rochester. Ro- shout out to Rochester. <laughs> um, and, and the masjid was the, you know, it was the center point of the city. Yeah. I mean, nowadays it's a little bit different, but back then it was amazing. We had, uh, you know what I mean, community gatherings. We used to live in a, a neighborhood that was far away from the masjid, and my mom, she noticed that we were changing, <laughs> and obviously not for the better, right? So what she did was she moved us to a neighborhood near the masjid, And I think that was the first time i myself i was maybe in sixth grade seventh grade in middle school where i had the first like a deep connection with the masjid we'd go there daily it was a social gathering Mm. because when you're young you got to make sure the masjid is a social gathering for the young individuals unfortunately many masjids nowadays they kick out the young people and you know what i mean they trespass them sometimes they you know what i mean and obviously a lot of young people you know what i mean not a lot but you know a few might Ruin really it for the majority, especially from Ramadan, there might be different activities, but nevertheless, the masjid is the most important place for in the life of a Muslim, yeah, and that's very, very important to you know to realize. And, and, and we want to emphasize on that point because <laughs> like the best of places on planet earth, right, uh, on the things that Allah had created in, in terms of places are the masjid. And the worst of places are the markets. Mm. Nowadays, we, we we see, you know what I mean, a movement, a camp, a hijra, yes. from the masjid to the markets. All of America. Subhanallah. You get what I'm saying? You go to Carmen Mall, populated. You know what I mean? Although there's a masjid, there's a inside it. You know what I mean? It has some benefits, how but nevertheless, many there, yeah. how many people go there? Nevertheless, you know the masajid are the best places, and all other places come in secondary, and the worst of places are the markets. But let's talk about the role of the masjid. All right. oh, oh, oh. So what do you think is the key role of the masjid?
1: Um, so transitioning from the first thing that I said, I think also another f- important part to mention is that um, a lot of the good friends that you do meet is in the masjid, oh. right? You meet a lot of people, duksi and stuff, like we mentioned the madrasas, the Islamic schools are in, most of them are held inside masjid. Oh, yeah. Um, and so just that is a, a natural a consequence is that you'll have people that you meet in there, which is important, of course. It's a vital role, of course. Right? So the masjid has a couple of roles. The first one is that the five daily prayers are established inside the masjid. Yes, these are things that make a masjid a masjid. A masjid. Otherwise, it, it may wouldn't. be musalla or something like Ye- that, but oh, it's yeah. not a masjid. Yeah. Then there's a khutbah Friday khutbah the mm-hmm. jum'ah, jum'ah to khutbah, uh, khutbah to jum'ah. Yes. Um, then you have also an imam that teaches. Yeah, teaching knowledge and yep. that happens there. Um, consultations, you know, with families and people who need of help. Of course. Religious guidance, spiritual guidance, yeah. and those sort of things. Um, and conflict that happened between two people. Yeah, of course. It should be settled there. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, on top of that, it's, it's a family space and place for people to come to and, you know, congregate. And, yeah. you know, outside of the days of... Of Jumu'ah and the five daily prayers, that they can go there and spend time with family and, as a community, have halakat halakat, which mean in Arabic circles, of course, right? Have circles where you come together as a community and speak and connect, yeah, and expound and elucidate on the principles of Islam yeah. and, and and see how it implements in our lives and practically, you know, have some takeaway items from those
0: circles. Yeah, now. so definitely. In short, all of those amazing benefits uh, uh, that you mentioned, all of those things are the essential things that happen essential. in the masjid. And in total, I would kind of summarize it to be like, you know, tarbiyah Yes. right? The salah, the halaqah, yeah. the seeking of knowledge, the socialization, its, it's it, this is the masjid. A person who's not connected to the masjid, they're missing out on tarbiyah islamiyah mm. What does that mean? It's like getting Islamically appropriate discipline. You know what I mean? It starts with the Salah, which gets you connected to Allah That's Subhanahu wa Taala. Seeking knowledge, That's obviously. Facts. You know what I mean? The, the masjid, sallallahu in the era of the Prophet everything happened in the masjid. Everything happened in the masjid, in, in the, masjid the Salah, the education. Uh, some of the Sahaba, they said, we used to sleep in the masjid. Abdullah ibn Umar said, he used to sleep in the masjid before he got married. Yeah, and, You know, just to be there, Ashab al-Sufa, they used to stay in the masjid. Yeah, yeah. Poor Nowadays, brothers. you stay in the masjid more than, you know, two hours, you're kicked Check out. out. <laughs> out. Yeah. You, know, you know one of the most saddest things I've ever actually seen? You go to the Muslim world, and immediately when the salah is over, they close the masjid down.
1: SubhanAllah.
0: Immediately when the salah is over, they close the masjid down. Right? So, uh, so we'll talk about the things that kind of led up to that. But... Uh, one of the, uh, I had a few points that we want to discuss. Number one, one of the key things that um, the masjid should serve is a It gives the Muslim a way to have steadfastness upon yeah, the deen. Sabbat. What no. are your thoughts on that, Uthman?
1: Um, uh, SubhanAllah, having, not having a connection to the masjid, it's, um, it can definitely deprive somebody. Of course. Of first, a lot of understanding of the religion. Um, and... Also, you're gonna you're gonna have a void in which usually they fill it by going some third space.
0: No or doubt going about somewhere it. Somewhere else that no doubt know, about it.
1: It's not pleasing to Allah. Yeah. Or being in gatherings that are not pleasing to Allah. Yeah. As human beings, we're social creatures. Yeah. So what that means is you are gonna have to have some social interaction. Of course. It's just something that it makes us human. Yeah. And even if you look at, for example, prisons. Yeah. Right. The reason why they do solitary confinement, they do that as a a punishment. Punishment. But people go insane. Of course. Because it's not normal. It's It's not not a part um, of our fitrah, our nature, to be by ourselves. Yeah. You know, 23-hour lockdown. And just be behind cemented walls and things like that. Mm. So this is what you have also, Adam al-barakah. Yeah. This will also have deprivation of barakah. Yeah. Deprivation of ilm and understanding of your religion. And deprivation of community when you need it. Of course. Right. One of the big um, goals in Maqasid of the Sharia yeah. is the establishment of an environment of taqwa. Of course. You won't know where that is and yeah. you won't know how to establish it elsewhere. Yeah. Right? And these are things that you learn inside of a masjid. Of course. Having the brotherhood, the friend, the companionship that you go, you read the Quran with. Even, you know, having like light jokes and, and, oh, yeah. and you know, interacting with each other lightheartedly inside yeah. the masjid. These are the ways you develop yourself and your personality, and how to be a Muslim. And you learn about things not to do inside the masjid, because if you go doing the masjid, you of have course. an elder say, hey, that's not good. Yeah. And these are things that you get that reinforcement to where you go outside in the world, you're like, okay, you know, these are things that you're conditioned to. Yeah. When you don't have that, you're not a part of the masjid, you're not involved, you don't have those elements that would reinforce your islamic behavior your islamic conduct your etiquettes and your morals which of, are very important of course and you live in a catholic society which yeah. is living much worse yeah. like we said it doesn't mean that you know you didn't go and figure it out on your own uh, but you have a void of course and if you don't have that place then you'll have a place where shaitan he makes it beautiful for you. Which is very dangerous. dangerous. The steps, footsteps of shaitan are away from the masjid oh, yeah. always. right. Oh, yeah. And so once you're out there, you're fair game for Iblis. You have no sort of protection. You're done for. Yeah. You're done one, for.
0: One of, the, one of the most amazing things about the masjid is athibat. It will give you steadfastness upon the deen. Right? One of the seven types of people in Yom Al Qiyamah who will be under the shade of Allah is a Rajulun, a man who their hearts were always, you know, they hung from the ceiling, from, the, from the, uh, yeah. the ceilings of the masjid. I mean, that's just uh-huh. a metaphor, but what yeah. I'm telling you is, uh, you know, they were always connected to the masjid. This got them to the level of in Yom Al Qiyamah, they will be under the shade of Allah subhanahu yeah, wa ta'ala. Yeah, yeah. So it's not holding on to the masjid and showing up and making sure you're always there you know i I remember growing up when i was you know first year in college or you know what i mean like 18 one of my cousins gave me you know a lifelong advice he said Najib, no matter what you do you know what i mean how how, however busy you get college you know school personal life who being whatever it might be pray one salah at the masjid every single day Mm. yeah no matter what you do just pray one salah at the masjid yeah but when I heard that, that hit me in a different way because I've never been given such a practical advice that could have like the most impact ha- ha- on your life. He said, just w- no matter what you're doing, try to make it to the masjid, one salah a day. So I try to, live, to uh, live up to that. And it was one of the most, you know, some days you know it was great, some days I failed. But nevertheless, it was a way to challenge myself. And Alhamdulillah, to me, when I look back at especially those years, you know, tough part, college years,
1: very s-
0: some of the toughest years of <laughs> life. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of pressure, a lot of, you know what I mean, different things. Going to the masjid every day was always a reminder to, you know what I mean, reboost your iman, yeah, yeah. you know, check in with Allah subhanahu yeah. wa ta'ala, hold yourself accountable, you know what I mean? You regroup. If the shaitan and the nafs took you, you know what I mean, uh, away, you know what I mean? They got you. Hostage somewhere. Yeah, it's a way to break free from your desires and temptations in the Shaytan and the nafs. So the risk is great when you're not connected to the masjid. The second point that the masjid Uthman, what are your thoughts on that? You know what I mean. We're gonna talk about if we actually see it in our masjid nowadays. Is that masjid should be a place of knowledge. You know what i making sure people actually grow over time. Yeah. Have you been able to see this in the modern era?
1: Um. If you mean like uh, teaching,
0: a teaching and learning, uh, and educating, yeah. and things like that. Appropriately.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, subhanAllah, this is uh, one of the things that a masjid should um, should have to offer. And uh, living in the West, we needed that much more. Yeah, of course, no doubt about that it. Much more. Yeah. And so um, I would say from my experience and all the messages that I've been through, um, you can probably count on your finger all of the masjids or masajid that have halaqat of yeah, ilm. Yeah. Of ilm. Yeah. Right? There's Halakat that are general of reminders and yeah. young guys come together. Yeah. But we're talking about classes being held, learning yeah. about like your deen and fiqh and all that stuff and aqidah. You know, it's not a lot. It's yeah. not a lot and there should be much more. Yeah. Um, and I and I also think, yeah, just having, uh, quickly I would add, that we're probably not going to touch on this, but it's just pro- Probably a good thing to add is yeah, um, for the sisters, mm. it's extremely, extremely important that sisters are connected to massagit. Very very important, and there may be some that you know don't have sort of like a, a classes and things for sisters, but um, and then th- there are th- some there are some that do. And so, but there needs to be, sisters need to seek out those places where they could get that sort of spiritual nourishment. If you don't have it, I mean, think about it just for a second. Already there is like a whole month or a whole week of the month that sisters are not taught. Yeah. And we know the, you know, consequences of that. Oh, yeah, major. Which is many of them, that well, they can't pray, they can't, you know, read Quran. Or they can read Quran but touching and get the mushaf and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, they're not coming to the masjid. They're not coming and to the so,
0: masjid. So they're breaking away and coming they're back They're breaking away,
1: time. but there are some sisters who look at that as a vacation. Mm. And what they don't realize is you live in a non-Muslim environment, mm. a shaitanic environment, which means that you can easily get dragged into. Oh, yeah. Just not praying. Now, sometimes you may make an excuse. you know, Or you may even use it as a lie. Say, oh, yeah, I can't do this and that. Oh, yeah. Right? But we have to understand that not being in those spaces will start to um shaitan will have an advantage over you. Yeah. And then also the things that people are watching and Netflix and things like that. If you're doing that it's even that much worse. Oh my goodness. You're filling your head and your mind, you're polluting that oh yeah. With those things, the Majid will become a very distasteful place for Of you, course. Right? And even well for some people, the Deen becomes a distasteful place. Of course. So and I'm only saying this as encouragement, if there are places and spaces for sisters to learn, please, sisters, go there. If there are places um, that don't have that, and this is like maybe your local masjid, yeah. advocate for those things to happen, and the people that are appropriate to teach, to teach those things. Because they're, it, it must be there, right? It must be there. We need our sisters to be more engaged with messaging. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's what we need. Yeah. I'm always an advocate of that. If there are sisters out there that do need that, I'm always here and ready to advocate Reach out. and yeah. help uh to to, to make those sort of circles yeah. but never ever just sit back and just you know complain that's not good no and never ever just sit back and just say i'm not going to go to mischief already you don't have to go to friday clip yeah right and that's just a assuming or, or for you get rewarded for that but you don't have to go Right. But that's the, right now we need we need sisters. We they need, need, to, their husbands. They oh need to go. need to go. You see oh what I'm God. saying? Yeah. So the amount of nourishment that is helping just the brother.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. What would it do for sisters? So we need to understand that our sisters are a very important part of society. Right. And they're mothers. They're going to be mothers. And many you, of them. Yeah. They're going to be wives. And that is a very essential part of society that oh, yeah. we need to know their deen. Oh, yeah. We want them to go to Jannah. No doubt about and it. And that's what ilm. You have yeah. to know Allah. You need to know the Prophet. You need to know all these things. So, we, we always, we, uh, that's just a message I'll give for the sisters as well. Yeah.
0: No, no that, that, that's a great point because the sisters, uh, like you said, you could easily let your guard down yep. without even knowing about it. You know what I mean? It's, you could easily let your guard down and you could be gone without yeah. even knowing. By the time you actually try to wake up, it might be too far. You could have a different taste because you know exposure is extremely key in life. And nowadays, there's so many distractions. There's so many toxic, poisonous things out there. If you're eating from a poisonous stream, it's you know having a normal type of food will taste differently too from that. It's going to be hard to break away from the poison. And so sisters do really need to. and That's something I've been. I really feel it for them. Allah, because. Uh, many, many, many masajid That have a lot of different programs for sisters But there are a lot of other ones that don't So it's easy to get If the commu- your local community masjid doesn't have a, a sisters You know what I mean uh, uh, courses, classes, classes, seminars, you know what I mean? Catering to you, teenagers, however. And the saddest part is once the sister gets a little bit older, like 17, 18, Ooh. she kind of just breaks away from yeah, the message yeah. because there isn't that many things happening yeah. for teenagers in general. Yeah. It's not just her, even the guys. So, but it's easier for the guy Buford, to come back yeah, in yeah, because Buford. it's a mandatory for him. He has yes. to be like on the back of my head, like, I gotta go to Jama'ah, Juma- I gotta, yeah, I I say, gotta yeah. pray, I gotta, you know. But for the sister, you know, the, she has a level of flexibility, and so that level of flexibility—if she doesn't hold herself accountable—you could easily break yeah, away. Easily, easily. Yeah. Easily. So that's a strong point that uh, you know, Zaklakir exactly yeah. for pointing that oh, out. Yeah. yeah. But the masajid, you know what I mean, in history have known to do those things. Yeah, yeah. You Historically, know? a source of ثبات, a yes. source of the ilm a source of socialization—those three things we spoke about. But nowadays, the masajid have taken a turn. Okay, not the masajid. But the people who run the masjid, yeah, yeah. the environment of the masjid has yeah. taken a turn. That's what say I mean.
1: Administration.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So administration, let's use that. The masajid is mm. Qala ta'ala wa anna al أَحْدًا The masjid belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? A masjid must be built upon taqwa and it must be maintained upon taqwa. Mm. Once there's self interest, once there is other agendas in place, then you know you, you're hurting the masjid, you know what I mean? The sole purpose of the masjid is taken out of place. And nowadays, let's talk about some of the most hot issues that are impacting the masjid, politics, right? The politics have gotten into the masjid. People who are extremely, you know what I mean, sometimes, you know what I mean, the worst of people of society come to the masjid, to ask the muslim community to vote for them and beyond right while they're outside voting for the most un-islamic things yeah. i mean you know what i mean they're pushing for the most extremely toxic un-islamic poisonous things outside of the masjid right and this has i think in the last few years three years four years the last where especially in our local community this has impacted a lot the masjids have been opened yeah. to those type of individuals and to politics in general even though these people know that even in the masjid, you cannot announce somebody lost their stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Huh? In the masjid, if you didn't know, you cannot, yes. you cannot take the microphone and be like, hey, somebody lost this, the lost and found is over there, everybody, you can't do that. Yeah, huh? The masjid's sole purpose is those three things, you know, athibat, uh, seeking knowledge, uh, connecting the Muslims, you know what I mean, solving, uh, you know, domestic issues and beyond. But anything outside of that, it's not appropriate to bring it to the masjid. Man, what have you noticed in the last few years upon this topic? Yeah, unfortunately, I think what you
1: bring up is a good uh, point uh, that needs to be addressed, which is that the masjid, um, unfortunately, has become devoid of those you know, essential programs and Things to benefit the community in terms of understanding their religion yeah. has became a breeding ground oh, yeah. and for politics. Oh, yeah. And we say politics, we're not talking about politics of the masjid of interaction yeah. and relation, interrelations with one masjid to another. Yeah. We're talking about the local politics, state politics, government politics, where you have politicians now that are coming inside the masjid. And uh, many of them that are, uh, uh, you know, promoting and advocating for things that are against the sharia oh, are yeah, standing in front of the minbar, where the Prophet Sallallahu stood. Yeah. And they're standing in, in front of the mihrab, <laughs> and they're telling <laughs> the, the Muslim community, Inna you know, bismillah and Assalamu alaykum, and this and that and that. And they're hoodwinking, right? Yeah. And for this, I would, I would call to um, uh, hold account. The, uh, imma, that are a part of the masjid and the administration of course for these things yeah we cannot um like it doesn't make sense not to have like we need to, the masjid needs to have values yes like if, if the masjid doesn't stand on islamic principles and values who can we hold yeah where if, else if, are we if, yeah, where for? can we go and look that for it right it make sense and so if the masjid as in you know is supposed to be leading the community and showing them and guiding them about how to how to be muslims in the in the community yeah and we're showing them other things and people and exposing them to ideas and activities that are hindering them in their iman then this is a huge disservice major unfortunately there are misajids all across the country yeah locally citywide uh statewide as well that have become more um, uh, politically active and we're not saying every single thing in, in politics and local government like it's it's wrong or it's haram you can benefit from some things but what we have been seeing is a wholesale endorsement yeah. of you know p- political figures and candidates who we know it's like not even a question anymore we've yeah. seen them yeah. the community has seen as a yeah. whole you know the stances that they take on things Yeah, it you know I'll, I'll say just this uh, one thing. Um, There's one of the community leaders that advocates as a middle person for these politi- for some of these politicians, and you'll see them in pictures. Yeah, with some of these politicians. Yeah, and like you know, um, saying hey, vote for them, and they're helping us, and they're going to help your community. Then that politician goes and pushes in an the agenda. That's like, for example, about Qomalut or something. Yeah, they say hey, we're going to stand with them. We're going to push this. We're going to put that's a part of their party values. Yeah. Then this same guy, who's a middleman, will come back to that very masjid and say, "Yeah, yeah, um, let's have a conversation about how we're going to protect our kids from uh, from from school indoctrination and books um, being read to them." It's like, wait a second, but you were standing next to the person that was pushing those policies. <laughs> So, uh, you see, this is uh,
0: confusing. What is going on? Uh, Like, it's confusing. Are they 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 testing our intelligence? You see what I'm saying? This
1: is an insult to intelligence. This is an insult to the intelligence of the people. But I think at this point, we need to have a stronger community reaction to this. And we need to make it clear. To um, our community leaders and yeah. our, immah, our, our immah, that we need them to step up and oh, yeah. be there for us and lead us in these things, right? We're not making takfir or condemning anybody, right? We're, yeah. not, we're not saying, you know, these guys are people of, our uh, are, are scholars are people of misguidance. Uh, we're saying that we need them to show up for us. We need them to be there and make clear and wadih these situations, Yeah. right? And make it clear for the community, hey, these are um, the, you know, the consequences of dibbling, dabbling and politics and Siasa. Yeah. Right. And we need to be clear about what some of these uh, politicians and yeah. candidates are pushing for. Yeah. Right. We can't just keep inviting people and say, hey, if we don't vote for them, and, you know, scaremongering, they're going to kick us out of the country.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing because if you've lived long enough, you see how some things have gone you know what I mean? How changed over time. Yeah. I remember a time, you know, and I'm not that, that old, you know, this, these <laughs> things happen pretty fast. So I come like, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm you know an old dude. <laughs> but, but I remember a time when in the masjid, it was, you know, we were taught, when I was in the masjid at a young age, we were taught it's haram to be voting. No. Now the masjid, you know, are the front lines of voting and politics and all these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which leads me to the next point, Uthman, I... Have the new administration of some, not all the masajid, you know what I mean? We're speaking in general terms always. We're not speaking into, you know what I mean, general terms. Uh, have some masajid, the people who lead these masajids, who've thrown right, politics into the masajid, have they thrown the masajid in the front line? Leading to all these attacks and burnings. and you know? Have we given the non-Muslims, you know what I mean, uh, a wrong understanding of what islam actually is mm-hmm. you know what i mean are they attacking because they think we stand and we protect these type of values or are they attacking cuz you know you know we have differences what are your thoughts on this
1: yeah you know subhanallah i think um, um we've there's been um, oh man <laughs> too <laughs> too, is, too many things to this uh, is a this is a big thing but but obviously for us you know the the masajid again have a stronger um, a sort of role than what the churches do today. Yeah, and so that's a threat oh, yeah. to the wider community. Okay, because if you could just go somewhere to where you'll find a bulk of the community there. Yeah, and you can get their attention. Of course, it's as a- as is in you know in our uh, community, that's a threat to the wider community. You yeah. know uh, people are kind of leaving churches and things like that. Yeah, and they're. Kind of relying on more secular and 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 liberal way and of modern life. yeah way of way of life, which means that it's it's hard to find people and to organize right yeah. for them. But for us, you could just have some politician go to a masjid and yeah. then you have people. The Musallin are packed. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so that is a that is a strong element of the democratic uh, way of life and you know uh, organizing and doing all those things. And so, when you have that here, um, first, that's a threat to you know um, certain parties and, and opposition of the that that don't like Islam. Yes, individuals that don't like Islam already. Yeah, and the Muslims. Yeah, right. They don't like that, and so these our community centers and Masajid, represent for them a threat to their way of life. Yeah, a threat to from getting what they want. Yeah, right. Um, but I would also say that the masjid have been unnecessarily thrown into a fight yeah which is really not ours no it's not right and in fact you'll find some of the positions that politicians want the muslims to take are contrary to our islamic values of course right and then in terms what happens is people now take the masjid as a form or a a, a, a target, a target, and to attack there, whether it's through, you know, um, uh, legislation, speeches, rallies, um, and physical attacks as physical well. Physical attacks, yeah. And so that puts at danger our our kids, of course, our families, our wives, our women, of course, uh, our daughters. And yeah. so now you know, it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. What's what's the point of all this?
0: Yeah. So when I I, kind of digested this, the matter is the politicians, you know, at the end of the day, they're looking, they have an agenda. They're looking to fulfill their agenda. But I'm wondering, why couldn't the people who lead the Masajid understand to separate the Masajid, the community and the dean and all these other stuff? Why couldn't you just come up with a community center? Where you're like, hey, are you a politician? Come to our community center. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Not the masjid. You'll go to the masjid. Yeah. Don't don't go to the masjid. You know, like come to our community center. Let's see. What we, we you know what I mean? You have an agenda. We have an agenda. Let's talk about it. But don't bring the politicians into the most sensitive part of your life. Yeah. In the community. You know what I mean? And expose the community to these type of individuals. Where later on, where you have young Muslims that we're talking to in the community about certain issues, and then they're like, hey, so and so who taught me this? She was at the masjid, mm. yeah, next to Challah. you know, in front of the men and the women yeah, and everybody, yeah. and she's promoting these type of things. And now you're telling me it's you know what I mean, not appropriate. So Challah. it 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 contradicts everything we stand for. Yeah. And so, what can we do with men to to you know what I mean? To how can we assist these leaders and these uh, some some of the aima who have gone this path?
1: Uh, first of all, I think um, we need to we need to make clear that there are arguments that are being used yeah. to have you know, these individuals come to these places yeah. and massage it and interact with the community and ask for, you know, um, they're not, so most of the massage, they can't promote a candidate. No. What they can say is like, hey guys, um, they can introduce themselves and say, hey, we're having an event down the hall or down the, you know, down the street. They facilitate it. They facilitate it, right? And they say, hey, hear this guy out or hear this person out. Yeah. um, Which, you know, they'll say that this is a greater maslaha. Mm. Of the community, mm. and this is what we have to understand is that for a long time the maslaha uh, argument has been used. Yeah. So you know, I think uh, what we have to understand is uh, it's it's good to give the community a consistent message, <laughs> and the message needs to be stand on values that are Islamic. Of course. Right? When we're inviting people to speak to individuals, candidates um, who oftentimes really um, don't deliver on promises, right? And they lied to us. And even the things they promise us, really, we have no use for it. Yeah. Like, it may be helping the general community. Yeah. But let's just say that if it wasn't for this Muslim candidate guy, somebody else would from that party. Yeah. So it would still be there. Like, yeah. we didn't need you to come and tell us that. Yeah. Yeah, Ab- yeah, Abdi. Yeah. Right? We didn't We didn't need you to do that. Okay. That's the first thing. The second thing is, um, like we mentioned before, the massages should not be a place for, you know, um, uh what do they call that again uh when you're for a candidate campaigning 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 should not be at for the message at all no right and the other thing too is oftentimes we see these same people that are siding with things inevitably yeah. because of their party oh, values they have to right and they're from the dfl the democratic party um and which we are i don't know any other muslim that's in a uh, there's no Muslims in the Rep- Republican Party. No. And so they're all for the Democratic yeah. Party and they're pushing a lot of agendas that are anti-Islam yeah. and against our values. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. And so when we do that, then it, it puts, it sheds a bad light on the imams of the masjid, of course. the spiritual leaders. Because now you can't go and separate yourself. No, you you invited that guy, you allowed him to stand there in front of the member, say and those
0: then things. you
1: say those things and say, hey, you know, elect me, or you know, campaign, uh, promote me, or uh, vote for me, and then I'll do this for you. Now the people are gonna come to you and say, hey, look, the schools um, that, 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 that we're in, um, they're teaching books of pornography to our kids, right? And um, the people that you're bringing here they're are, the ones are, who are pushing these laws. They're pushing it and they're helping those laws to be passed. You know, and then as, as an imam, you can't go like, oh, well, I don't believe that and I'm against that. <laughs> you can't do that because now you already put yourself in a place where you stood next to that guy and you said, okay, even though you didn't endorse him, you gave him a platform, right? Interesting. And so that is a form of supporting. And so that's why we need to be... Um, if you as an individual, a person, want to go and apply or, you know, you want to vote, we can't stop you from that. Yeah. You know, that's that's your choice. Yeah. But we need to leave that out of the masjid. If you want to go do a community center or you yeah. want to go do your own thing and yeah. people, that's fine, yeah. right? But we can't go and bring those things inside the masjid because it's confusing. And for many of the times, like we mentioned, this is the last point I'm going to mention is that these issues are not clarified Afterwards, no, let's say not. even like okay, this candidate he said good things and he said he was for our community, promote our values, but we saw him do X, Y, Z. And
0: We don't agree that
1: there is not. There is almost never, never. like a clarification. Say, guys, ever. remember the guy that was here? Guess what? We're not. We're not with him. With we're him. not associated <laughs> with him. We didn't know. There's it nothing. It's almost never that. Uh, so which brings it into the minds confusing because not only parents are now youth are watching that. And They're like, oh,
0: yeah.
1: So it's like homosexuality really that bad then look at that so now the kids they're shak, they're shak that you is that's entering them. their heart you killed them subhanallah and that's yeah
0: yeah so obviously we, we do need to do a part two of this topic some other time because nah, it's a big topic it's big. but let's move on to what what can the Muslims do to practically um, 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 protect the masajid because the masajid are it's our responsibility we need to make sure that um, we need to have some guidelines and some Key things in place to make sure we protect the Masajid. Unfortunately, the Muslim community, everybody has realized, is the most vulnerable community. Yeah. Most of our citizens don't carry guns. We don't. We're not like the community has some shock about getting a license to carry. If you go to any Somali mom, generally (laughs) because I know the Somali mom. Shout out to the Somali moms. We love uh, you guys. (laughs)
1: May Allah bless them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But if you go to to the typical Somali mom and parent or dad, um, when you speak with them and you're like, you know, let's you know, let's let's get a license to carry and have a gun in the house to protect ourselves. They're like, no way. Mm. Same thing for the Masjid. They're like, no way. We don't want anything like that. Nowadays, the Masjid did one level of security that I like on one end, and I don't like at the other end because it's causing more harm than good sometimes. But yeah. I think they did it for a reason. You know, every Masjid has a code to get in now. I don't like it because. If you're running around somewhere and you want to get into it, you don't know what the code of the masjid mm. is. So a lot of masjid nowadays you can't even get into. Yeah. The most awkward thing happened to me once at a masjid. Uh-oh, story time. I came up to a masjid, right, in my local community, but I don't pray there because, you know, I'm always out, you know, working and doing other yeah. things, so I pray in other masjid. Yeah. And I go to the masjid and I'm trying to come in, and there's a brother parked in the masjid. He sees me, like, I'm wearing a kameez. <laughs> I think that day I was wearing a kameez because I'm always wearing a kameez. But... Um, <laughs> I'm trying to come in. I don't know what the code is. He sees me. And I'm like, I yell at him. I'm like, hey, what's the code? He doesn't tell me the code. <laughs> he he gets out of the car, walks all the way up to the masjid. Oh you know what I mean? And puts the code in there <laughs> for me. I was like, what's going on now? Why do I feel out of place right now? It became like a source of like entitlement. Of yeah. like, like, Power in like, control, on, unnecessarily, yeah you know. it happened to one of my friends, but he was wearing like you know he came out of work, he was wearing pants and a hat and stuff like that, and he <laughs> tried, tried, and the guy would not allow him. <laughs> <laughs> Stuck <for a> while. <laughs> the guy the guy looked at me, he's like he wouldn't even come his way, he's, like, he's like, <laughs> like 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 he, like this guy's like a Somali guy we'll you see, know, but yeah trying to just catch the hood or whatever it might be, you know, they wouldn't allow him in the masjid, so. Are the, are the administration are they doing enough to protect the Muslim community? Because yeah. I think the masjid are extremely vulnerable. What are your thoughts on that, with Matt?
1: No I, said, I think I think it's a great thing. So first we talked about the uh, spiritual protection yes. that the masjid should offer to the community. Yes. Now it's the physical practical, protection. practical, yes. and, and 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 physical uh, protection of the masjid. Yeah. And you know I think uh, we, we mentioned a category of one of the groups of people. That um, are given the shade on Day of Judgment. That's not given. That that there is no shade except Allah's shade. Allah oh, yeah. offers them oh, yeah. His shade. Yeah, and that's a, the person whose oh, heart is attached to the masjid. To them I said, oh, yes. yeah. the I yes. The, the category that we spoke about before was shabun uh, nasha fi <inaudible> ibadatillah. Subhanallah. <inaudible> right. <inaudible> the young person that that's raised in the worship of Allah. Yeah. And the masjid is an important component of that. Oh yeah. But now we're talking about people whose heart is attached to the masjid. Yeah. I, mean, I always ask a question: is this, is that, you know, put aside this whole Democratic and Republican thing. If you as a person yeah. care about this masjid, this markaz the most, you, this is what you tell us, wouldn't you want to defend it first? Yes. Why are you going to go? And this is one of the approaches which I think hasn't done well. Is hiring security companies to come and send people, security guards that are armed even sometimes, around the masjid. I've seen people still get robbed. There's still people who got robbed, gunpoint at the the masjid with those guys there, with guns, security, and the masjid is paying four or five thousand dollars a month,
0: yeah,
1: right for these guys. And while they're there, two three people a week get robbed robbed at gunpoint, yeah. So my thing is, I think if we're going to say, hey, let's uh, uh, practice our, uh, uh, you know, our, our constitutional rights yeah. and take benefit of our constitutional rights, why not the rights to bear arms. Of course. It is a constitutional right. Yeah. We're not saying do things illegally. There's no. a legal way of doing it. There's a legal it. way of doing it. It seems like the rest of the non-Muslim community takes full benefit of their rights. Of course. But we always just mention voting and all this and do Ajib, that Ajib, and Ajib, your Ajib, voice Ajib. your choice your voice your choice it's like okay listen we have to be practical at this point yeah if we're telling them that if we're saying the measure is dear to our hearts but we don't even have the goal to protect it ourselves and take the measures legally yeah. to protect ourselves today you could get what you can get a license to carry yeah Right, conceal and open carry. You can do that the legal way. Easy. If you we're not saying every single person go out and get guns. No. We're saying let there be in every masjid a group of responsible adults, adults. to go or and carry those carry. things yeah. and be around that are gonna be around the masjid the most anyways. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That way this will be a deterrent this is what i'm saying of course. because everything else we're offering is not helping no we have press conferences and we condemn people yeah and i don't think the people that are attacking the measure are like wow they condemned us let's yeah. stop doing what we're doing yeah right it yeah. just even makes them bolder that's yeah. what it seems like because yeah. after every
0: press conference attack yeah. attack
1: more attacks more yeah. attacks of course right, yadu
0: billah. yeah so so i think the the administrations of the masajid need to take some serious steps in protecting the Muslim community. Yeah. Obviously people have figured out that the masjid are vulnerable. People it's a place where a lot of people gather yeah event. Hundreds, sometimes thousands of people yeah. weekly, and guess what? There's no layers of protection. Yep. If yeah. sometimes there's maybe one layer. Yeah. And sometimes there's no vulnerable. layers at all. Yeah. There vulnerable. should be multiple layers of protection. And so we want to make sure we give the masjid advice. I talked a lot, you know, not a lot. I used to, not anymore nowadays. I'm just, you know, caught up with dunya. But um what we all need to do, everybody who's watching this, talk to your local community, talk to your local masjid, try to make sure what are the layers of safety net for the community, right? Especially on the weekends where there's like thousands of people in and out all the time, hundreds, right? Young kids, families, vulnerable people, right? And there is no layers of protection. There shouldn't only be one layer, there should be multiple layers so that if somebody passes one layer, they're they're faced with another layer, and then another, 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 another you know, that's really sick. The second thing is we should keep politics out of the masjid, right? Guys who hate Ilhan Omar, you know, but they see Ilhan Omar at the masjid (laughs) holding a press conference with everybody. (laughs) It just doesn't make sense. Let's keep the politics out of the masjid. You know what I mean, right? Because, what are your thoughts on that, Afilan?
1: Yeah, just keep the politics out of the masjid. I think that's pretty clear. Um, There are already measures that some masjid take already. Um, We mentioned like the, the code at the door. Yeah, That's a measure. Um, there are some volunteers that kind of go around the you know security, parking, yeah. and those sort of things. Yeah. There's people who like uh, may do ribat at some point yeah. at the masjid, and so that's also a, a very important uh, deterrent as well. Yeah. But just I think um, we as a community, what my, my 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 message is, we just need to we just need to meet our mouth with actions. Oh, yeah. The language we're using about the you know, if if for example your wife got attacked. Oh yeah. And you know what I'm saying she's there with you, you call the police and you can call security. No. You would do something yourself you to protect, take action. yeah. Right? And so what we're saying, these measures, for example, open conceal, open carry, most of that stuff it's just like as a great deterrent, already, that people think twice about attacking, yeah. right? Yeah. And we and we know statistically that it does a great deterrent. That oh, people yeah. who know places that have those sort of uh, you know uh, measures that are, are you know in place they don't go and use it as a target oh yeah right they don't they don't prey on places like that so no and you know we have our kids there as well which i get the whole idea of we don't want our kids to be exposed to it but they're exposed to it one way or another of course you what know ki- yeah and plus, so yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: yeah plus these are adults that are going to be holding these you know what i mean weapons it's right. not going to be right. in the hands it's of not kids be yeah so it's if not you have kits. at least you know what i mean you know, 30 to 40, 50 people signed up in the masjid, written, they're all licensed to carry, and the masjid's catalog has it, and uh, you know what I mean? Every, You know, let's say 20 are responsible for Fajr time, you know, and you divide them up, yep, and you yep. put them in places that are important, and they're part of their prayer, the masjid will be secure. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean and and, and and that is a great layer of protection. I don't yeah. know of any masjid who does that. And I don't know well, why that's the legal, smart, ethical way to go about yeah, it. I don't yeah, know why yeah. we're still acting so afraid. Yeah, we're afraid. And I think I think that's
1: one of the reasons why yeah. these people are preying on us. Because of we course. know of the mentality that comes with the political persuasion and the platforms that yeah. we're already yeah. uh, claiming to support. Yeah. Is that they're very pacifistic. Yeah. They're passive. Yeah. And they know that we'll go around to politicians for help yeah. and you know community and, and condemnations which does nothing yeah right it does nothing and it just keeps on you know the cycle continues and It perpetrates more
0: so guys this is a big topic we will do a part two I think in the future sometime with you know when inshallah sometime it's, a, it's it's a big heavy topic we want to hit it from many different angles but those are some of the key takeaways try to make sure you know what the protective layers for your masjid is that's a great takeaway from this Let's, as a community, let's keep the politics out of the masjid. The masjid have certain purposes. So let's focus on that purpose and bettering the community because those purposes have not been met. Yes, yes, that's now, true. The key things that the masjid is supposed to do is, are neglected right no, now. No, no. So for us to focus on extracurricular activities when the key things are not met yeah, and they're safety, not there, security. it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, safety, fine. security, and nurturing the community. You know what I mean. So closing statements of no, and then
1: you know I think we covered it all. This is a big topic, and you know this is not where it stops. If you guys have any, I would say be in connection with your masjid, talk to your imams, talk to you know the administration there, see what you can do, see what you can do in order to help. um, Ideas that you have, present it to them, because you know this is this is a part. This is a community center. It's not just a place that where we pray. This is a place where, you know, this this is ours. It doesn't belong to one imam or oh, no. administration. فلا تدعو فلا تدعو yeah.
0: And so
1: Allah owns all the masjid, the marakids, all these things. Yeah. Right? And so we need to be people that make this place our home. Yeah. Don't shy away and say, okay, you know, well, that's so and so Sheikh, so and so's masjid. No. It's all of ours. And unless we start to take that responsibility and make it our homes, then, you know, um, um, these issues will continue to perpetrate perpetuate
0: we'll close to that inshallah guys a new season a lot of great topics coming up inshallah also give us your thoughts and your ideas and your feedback always inshallah we'll be in touch and inshallah it's going to be an exciting summer we do also have a lot of different activities coming up inshallah we'll, we'll be in touch to all the cameramen that we have man a lot of great guys come out they help the podcast may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them for their efforts uh, and the team is growing so inshallah keep us in your duas